Welcome to the Intrinsic First Leadership Podcast. I'm Aaron Robbins with Intrinsic First. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Be sure to stick around to the end for some debatably funny jokes that will hopefully leave you with a smile. And don't forget to like and subscribe to stay up to date on our latest episodes. We're here to support you, and we'd love to hear from you. So drop us a comment below or reach out to us directly at info at intrinsicfirst.com. Ready to dive into the world of leadership? Let's get started. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about leadership in context and doing kind of an initial overview of the framework of the model, um, which is going to kind of set the stage for a series of podcasts that we'll do afterwards as we dig into each of the different contexts um, and each of the different processes of, of it. And the next podcast, we'll be digging in first to the initial self-process persona, disposition, and values. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for today, let's talk about the leadership in context model. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know, I think of uh, this model as a mechanism for opening up a, a whole bunch of ideas that will take a little bit of time to use over the number of podcasts that we're doing. It reminds me of a Russian doll. Maybe you all know uh, that yep. you, it's, a, it's a big wooden doll, and yep. you take it off, and you open up, and, oh, there's layers, layers. Yeah. But, My mom's big into Russian dolls. I used to play with them when I was a kid, if I was allowed. <laughs> take them all apart, put right. them back together. Well, dolls. in a little bit. <laughs> no, Russian dolls. <laughs> Oh, I was a kid playing with dolls. No, hey, there's no, nothing wrong with no, that. No, no, no. no, no, no. I was just clarifying. <laughs> he's just, he's just um, um, teasing you, maybe a yeah. little bit over there. Yes, I played with dolls. But the I idea, I, no, I understand the concept. The Russian dolls, you get they have layers of dolls, and as mm-hmm. you open one, there's another right. one there. Yes. Yeah, you keep digging you in. Keep digging until yes. there's finally that one that's in the center of it all. So if we looked at the outside doll as leadership, mm-hmm. by opening that, opening that we're going to be talking about a lot of different variabilities or variations within the inside of that. And so um, the, the, the model that we, we would be talking about is basically a, a situation where leadership is different, changes before your eyes, depending upon the context in which it's found. And of course, it, 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 you don't you, you don't do certain things, or you can't do certain things in certain contexts. Right. So, for example, the the context of the, that we were going to use is it, the think of it as a large circle, uh, like a nautilus, uh, the inside of a nautilus shell, yeah. um, and basically there are places uh, that spaces for oh, not only the consideration of the context of leading in a one-to-one context, meaning I'm meeting with you as one of my direct reports, or you're meeting with me as a uh, as as a um, 
a student uh, that I, I'm teaching or whatever. Right. Um, so you have one-to-one context, and then you have the context of in teams or groups, yep. and then you have the context of even a larger set of contexts called the organization and its problems, um, its culture. And you can get outside of that even uh, where you have a context where you have an alliance situation where people it does oh, people are, are several different organizations outside the boundaries of yours right teaming that, up uh, yes but teaming the uh, uh, where the, the power is not clear or the power is Correct. you can you're limited so and then the believe it or not it, we we sort of I went outward you could go inward because there's not only a a, a one-to-one context, there's leading yourself in a context. Right. So your job, your job itself. And and uh, and that's uh, in and of itself uh, a challenge because you're leading yourself, because you're managing yourself. You're trying to say, hey, listen, I, I don't do this well. How am I going to manage? How am I going to do that? And so there is a period where whether we have never thought about it or not, you haven't thought about it, but the management of self involves the understanding of self. And so you have to prepare to be a leader. You have to prepare. You have to sort of get yourself psyched up. I don't do this well, so I'm going to have to practice it or think about it or uh, get inside what it is I'm really trying to do. So. The circle is starts with the center of who you are, which then spreads to managing a one-to-one, going to teams, going to the organization, uh, and then finally the alliance outside the boundaries of the organization. So, is there is there like a, a number when you switch from like obviously self is just you, and then you got one-to-one, so we're talking a number of two, and then you have team and organization. Is there a number that differentiates a team from an organization? Yes, I think. Uh, you get outside the, the boundaries of a team, uh, r- roughly uh, about the about the number of 12. 12. 12. The most uh, the data I've seen on on effective teams is the smallest effective team could be four. Okay. But the largest effective team could be no more than twelve. Because I think that's super important, especially when you're like organizing an organization and then you want to you know have a subset of a team leader, like not giving them too many team members because then it just doesn't become effective so it sounds like four to twelve is yeah somewhere there seems to be yeah i know from personal experience i prefer i, I would think six to ten is like my my sweet spot for me personally because mm-hmm. I, I imagine depending on the leader what they're most comfortable right. with is also important to well me. and it depends on the goal you're trying to achieve as well if there's certain expertise that you must have that you you're know right. certain people have or don't have you that's going to drive your team that's either larger point. or smaller yeah absolutely um but as we start to talk about teams, which is a context that people often don't conceive of, well, they don't they don't they don't perceive it mm-hmm. uh, as as complex it can, as it can be. If you have four people in a, on a team, the possible uh, um, number of combi- combinations of I- interaction is, uh, I think, sixteen. But the uh, as you start to add people to the group. The complexity of it is uh, uh, exponentially uh, expanded, yeah. and so uh, and 
we, we have to remember the teams, um, I think, get done, get better, get better when people are, are very, very clear. And the difference between a team and a group is that the team has two very important considerations, two very important uh, uh, needs. One is that they, uh, they uh, communicate uh, or they frequently communicate uh, and they're interdependent. So if, if, if people have no need to be interdependent, then it's very hard to have a group function well. Uh, so if I have a group of salespeople and they're not competing with each other, uh, or they are. Comp- there's a dynamic of competition. They're never going to be a really good team. Right. Yeah. They're just a group of people right. doing the same thing, but there's no interdependence. In and, fact, it's just the opposite. And they could be working even towards the same goal, but their role, their job, is not interdependent with the exactly. others. They can sell in their region, yeah. regardless of how well the other salesmen right. sell. Maybe there's some interactions there where they're helping and teaching each other yeah. or giving each other tips. But but yeah, the sales thing, I think, is a great example of the difference between a group and a team, where mm-hmm. a team is, I can't do my job mm-hmm. unless you perform your role, mm-hmm. because I'm waiting on your stuff, and you're waiting on my stuff, exactly. and we're interacting and interdependent on each other. Yeah. So the, the beginnings of what that means is uh, uh, suddenly becomes uh, exponentially complex. And so uh, one-to-one is a relatively non-complex circumstance, <laughs> although leading yourself can be very I complex. Think that is complex, yeah. But uh, then <laughs> you have the, the, the idea of a team that's interdependent, which, which mm-hmm. has the possibility. I've often hear, heard district managers call, he was managing at that one point, uh, 10 people, and he called it his team. Well, yeah. it wasn't a team. Right. They weren't competing. They were sure. competing. They weren't, and so his his conception of what has to happen inside and how it changes his behavior is fundamentally um, uh, mistaken. If he's doing that, that's that's interesting because on one hand, you know, team group, you know, kind of synonymous. People use the term team whenever they're describing you know a group of people, whether mm-hmm. they're independent or not, mm-hmm. and you know, I would I would think. Generally, that's okay. You call you call your your group a team, whether it's a group or a team. But when it's when it comes to leadership and really understanding what you're doing and how you're going to lead, exactly. it is important to know that. So the terminology does impact things. Whether you call say it's a team to other people, probably not a big deal. But as you understand it yourself, if that's impacting the way you're looking at that team or group, you definitely, as a leader, need to be conscious of: Am I working with a group? Or am I working with a team? Because that's a bunch of one-to-one mm-hmm. relationships versus uh, understanding all the complexities of the inner relationships, which I think that's what you were getting, getting at, at earlier, that's right. which was if you have two people, you have to understand yourself and the other person, their relationship with you, your relationship with them. That's exactly. That but you add a third person, now you're Nine. trying to understand your relationship with them, their relationship with you for each of those two people, plus the relationship they have with each that's other. Right. That's you right. had a fourth, it's exponentially growing. So you get to, you know, eight to ten people. That's a lot. Too, too. Now you're trying to understand the dynamics of each individual and how their relationship is with each of the other people. So the, exactly. there's a there's a concept of empowerment too. So if you're in an organization or a team and you try to, I mean, you hear it all the time. It's, you know, I want to empower my people. And a lot of people believe that that's just giving them the autonomy, but it's actually, it goes back to the self, right? They're, in order for, 
empowerment to work, you have to start with self-leadership to understand which one of those individuals you're tasking with empowerment, if you will. Like, have they done the work? Like, do you know what how they would respond in a self-leadership perspective? Because um, I, I, I just think it's super important to, to know your people and, that, and on that one-to-one, but do they know themselves as well? So also an important question, I think, because I think yeah. it all starts from within. So. Right. Well, yes, it does. So as we go through the weeks uh, or podcast, podcast that we have in the future, um, it's important for us to begin to, you as a listener, begin to use, I hope, your management role uh, and apply, begin start to apply some of the things we're talking about as we go forward into the, the questions of, uh, uh, of, okay, how do I use the ideas that we're saying, that we're talking about, and how, w- what, what is my experience in relation to what the principles of, of the ideas that they're talking about mm-hmm. can be used? Um, but let's let's so let's go back. We have the I think the most important um, start is self preparation yeah. for your for your leadership style or self preparation for your use of certain behaviors that are necessary to um, uh, to 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 branch out to to truly be a, an artist or a, a truly be a a skillful person who has many a repertoire of behaviors to to be a work to to, to work for you at work. Um, so let's let's just let me back up back a minute back up a minute and say this. Um, underlying, underlying this idea of intrinsic that we've been going to be talking about have been and will be in full full um, um, bore. Um, I'd like people to understand um, the issue of self <laughs> is a many-layered doll in and of itself, right. and the and that there are several reasons or several ways of thinking about yourself or behaving, and sometimes you know the eggs you use <laughs> or the eggs that you are constantly uh, need are your eggs not anybody else's and all of a sudden you're acting incongruent with what will be effective for other with other people and so the the issue of the egg itself <laughs> it really is you have an inner life about and you have certain ways of thinking and certain ways of acting for, that are unconscious um, so you, and that layer is what we're going to call disposition as we start to go forward in the in the question of self managing the self. What is my disposition, or better yet, what is my natural would do behavior without any thought whatsoever? Right. So think of one layer disposition as would do behavior, and then there's another layer called your values. You brought that up well, last time we talked. Your values are should-do behaviors, and many times managers don't understand that the would-do behaviors are actually driving them when the the should-do behaviors are not really, uh, um, uh, 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 they're not present in the person's person's, um, consciousness. So we now have a a simple differentiation between the um, self that I am or think I am, and the self that I 
want to be, would, go, would do, should do, values versus instinctive. Those are the beginnings of self-understanding. So understanding whether you're an extrovert or an introvert vert would be an example, versus uh, if you're an introvert, um, it, 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 it's hard for you to outwardly express uh, inward thought and emotions if you're an, an introvert. Not wrong, it's not bad, not good. It's just a natural energy that just expressed out in the world. Yeah. yeah. So as we start to talk about the layers of the doll, and we, and we start talking about self-preparation, one of the things that we will be talking about is let's talk about wh what my disposition is versus what is my values base. What, and, and the difference between disposition and values is conscious and unconscious. It doesn't make them wrong, uh, but they're they're present in your who you are. And so sometimes, have you ever been with your uh, a, a significant other? And um, uh, oh, you, never. No. You know, you never, <laughs> never that you're not with them. But that you, but you say you say something, and then you go, "Oh, why did I say that? Oh, why did I say that?" All the time. All the time. Yeah, and and it's all of a sudden you just are not. You just, you just, you needed the egg, so you set it, and <laughs> boom, <laughs> you're in trouble. It's like, does this, does this garment make me look fat? Don't answer that. <laughs> don't go there. Please don't go there. <laughs> but it's, um, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, we're now entering the realm of, um, I, I really have to begin to understand who I am and how I feel about it. So, so before we dig too much into that, because yeah. this this first podcast is really to kind of do the overview, yes. and the next podcast we're going to then dig deep, deep into disposition, yes. values, and, yes. and persona, how all that interacts related to mo motivation. Yes, uh, yes, and yes, <laughs> yes, <all right. laughs> yes. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, uh, um, the, I would like, at this point in, the, in, in, the, in our discussions, for us to stick in the center yep. and to see that there's, to, I was I had going to bring out that there's three divisions to yep, that three center. Three sections, yeah. And those divisions are, one, the disposition, which I mentioned as right. the self, the wood. Yeah. And the second one is the values, which are, uh, and the third one is something we call the persona, and right. that's divided into the future self, the present self, and the past self. Right. So we've talked at the highest level, right? There's five yes. contexts. Yes. You can lead in the context of yourself, where no one else is around. Mm -hmm. You're leading yourself to, to achieve a goal. Mm -hmm. You can lead in a one-to-one, -one, in a team context, organizational context, or alliance, right? right. And, and with that, because I think we're, Pretty much at time for the mm -hmm. overview. Why don't we say uh, thanks to everyone for listening, and mm -hmm. and hopefully their their appetite is wet for learning uh, the next piece and really digging in. Because yeah. I think now now we're at that point. Let's let's dig in a little bit more to the prepare and, and talk about disposition, mm -hmm. values, and persona. You want to do that now? I want to do no, that in the next a, podcast. We need a joke, okay, gentlemen. Yeah. We need a joke before. We oh, you're right. We have to finish with <laughs> a strong. Wait, do you guys? It's, it's up to you. Do you, do you want to say? Have you got one? I, I, no, you put me on the a spot. clean one. <laughs> a clean uh, one. Uh, no, oh, a clean one. That's um, where the horse took a bath. Is that a clean one? 
you know, well, it's a dirty joke. You maybe got to hear the dirty joke first. He, the dirty joke is the horse fell in the mud. That's the dirty one. And then he took a bath and that's the, nah, it's terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Is there a joke in there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Congrats. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for tuning in. We genuinely hope that you found value in our conversation. If you liked it, please click that like button below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date on our current episodes. And if you didn't like it, you can click the dislike button, but make sure you click it twice. We're eager to hear from you, whether it's your thoughts, questions, topic ideas, or if you're interested in our leadership training and consulting support. Leave us a comment below or reach out to us directly at info at intrinsicfirst.com. We're open to any and all feedback. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to having you back for more insightful leadership discussion. Until next time.